your host for Lacrosse Talk PM, Rick Solom. All right, welcome to Lacrosse Talk PM. I am Rick Solom, 608-785-7914. I got to turn that on, John. I got to turn on the talk and text line. So I got to here we're we're just yapping away before the show, trying to get to know each other. John Cavari is Professor, sorry, I was making sure the board is on. There's a there's a sounder sometimes that goes off, and I can't hear it with my headphones. But you'll be like, "What is that buzzing?" It's like Rick didn't turn the board on. But uh, John, John Cavari, he's a UW Lacrosse Associate Professor of Public Administration. Uh, he's been doing that for about a decade here. Uh, before that, you were working in this in City Hall in Milwaukee. Yeah, I worked at City Hall for uh, say seven eight years, and then I uh, ran a nonprofit organization, community development organization in Milwaukee as well. Always wanted to go back to school, get in the classroom, and now I'm here at UWL, loving it. All right, and I brought you on to talk about property taxes, I think. Is that the best way to say this? The, like sure. The rise, the sudden rise in everybody's, not not just everybody's property tax, but the entire city of La Crosse's property tax, because the city did a revaluation, right? Like, do you know, are you deep diving into this stuff? Yeah, we can, we can do the deep dive. This is a, this is my wheelhouse and uh, really interesting to me. So um, yeah, there was a recent uh, reassessment, a citywide revaluation where, uh, which means that uh, basically the the assessor's office went uh, kind of house to house, property to property, and they looked at market trends and thought, kind of had to estimate, put an estimate on the property value for your property. And basically, that is used to calculate what the property tax rate is going to be in the city and how much property taxes are collected by the city. Now, what is the, let's just do the, can we just do the fear-mongering as a, yeah. the government has come out and tried to, because the property tax properties have gone up in value over what maybe since the pandemic or the last couple of years, I guess, or the last ten years, I don't know. Uh, the government is coming after uh, your your property to to assess it for more value, so they can pillage you for more taxes, right? That's kind of and and when you get your property tax valuation, I think we all got those. Not we, but I mean, I got my own in Minnesota. It's the same thing. Uh, everybody looks at it and does like the, maybe what the Bugs Bunny eyes pop out of the, when he's looking at, yeah, you right. know, is it, I don't know the female bunny, uh, <laughs> Bugsy. I don't know. What is the female bunny's name? Um, but your eyes pop out and you're like, Oh, and then you automatically think like a, you think, Oh God, my property taxes are going to skyrocket. And B, if you want like, Oh, the government, <laughs> like you shake your fist at whatever the air, um, Should people be worried? Are you worried? You're a City of La Crosse resident, right? Yeah, so I I live in the City of La Crosse. I got my uh, reassessment, and uh, basically my uh, estimated uh, market value went up by 42%. Am I freaked out? No. Am I worried a little? Uh, I'm kind of worried where my property tax bill is going to go, but here's why I'm not totally freaked out. Because the city of La Crosse and all local property taxing jurisdictions, so the school district, WTC, and La Crosse County. Because we have four entities that will end up on your property tax bill if you're a city of La Crosse resident, right? Exactly. All four of those, but you get one bill, right? So property tax rates stack. And so just because your assessment went up 
doesn't necessarily mean your property tax bill will. Well, does the sentence end there, or was it the property tax bill will yet? I mean, is this? Like it's, too, it's too early to tell. Like, I, I we could do some kind of guesstimating math, but the city of Lacrosse doesn't necessarily know what its budget is going to be for next year yet. They haven't finalized it. The school district hasn't. There's a huge referendum going on right yeah. now. So there's there's a lot. I mean, they have to finish by the end of the year in order to budget for next year. Yeah, the school district is is doing like dueling refer not referendums, dueling budgets, I guess. I, I think they just passed two budgets this week um, in, in that regard. Uh, okay, so are we going to learn, and maybe not all these are relevant, mill rate is something we need to learn about, right? Yeah, Is definitely. tax levy, is that something that's, that's going to be relevant the here? Absolutely. Are there any other weird, stupid phrases or words that we need to learn about? Well, there's assessed value, right? Assessed we'll, value. That, one's, that one I kind of understand, even though... You know, the guy standing in front of my house looking at it going, hmm, okay, $250,000, you know, and then he leaves, or I don't know if he walks around or what. But Yeah, so this is done a little statistically. So basically, there are these third-party firms that put together assessed values where they pop it into, like, some fancy statistical software, and you can track what the market value is for homes that are sold in your neighborhood. And then, so they have to kind of formulate it depending on how many uh what square footage you have, how many bedrooms you have, how many bathrooms you have, whether you have architectural detail uh, or a historic home or not. And all of that is kind of squished together in the software, and then uh, it, it basically um, uh, spits out like a pro- what your assessment is. A program value. is doing this. Yeah, a program is doing So what this. I got to do is before he comes to my house, get on Zillow and manipulate all the numbers. I got to ax out a couple of bedrooms, a couple of bathrooms, so my house looks crappier than it actually is, right? Right. Unless I'm trying to sell, then. Exactly. So there's this double-edged sword, right? Like you want your property value to go up because that's your wealth is increased then if you, if you sell it, but then, Oh, your property tax bill might be impacted as well. That's why we see people trying to buy professional football, basketball, baseball teams, right? Like, Oh my God, the, the Broncos sold for $4 billion. Right. And then the, the buck sold for like, uh, like I can't remember what it was like a couple hundred million. Um, man, I really forgot what the Bucks sold for one and a half billion, I think. Um, but ten years from now, they're going to be like the the values of those are going to skyrocket. So, like ten years from now, if you're for the people that are living where they're living, they're like, ah, I might sell down the road. This isn't the worst news. And the people that have retired and live in their house are like, eh, this is the worst news. And by the way, the Bucks win will win the championship for sure. So their their value is going to go up, right? And so um, values are going up all over the the state, all over the country, because during the pandemic. Uh, it fueled kind of a a, a buyer's kind of seller's market, right? So basically values went all over the place. Is this going to bankrupt people, right? When you see a huge increase in your assessment, is it, should you freak out? Should should we freak out when that happens? Well, not really, because the city of La Crosse, for example, Let's let's get into it, but we got to take a, we're up against the news break. We'll be back after this with John Kavari. All right, welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM 608 785 7914 is the talk and text line. John Cavari is in here with me. He's a UW Lacrosse professor of public administration, but he's a that that means you're a tax expert. Is that how that works? So I my area of research is like economic development policy, public budgets, uh, instead of like 
elections. I had Tim Dale on here yesterday. I think you know Tim, uh, UW Lacrosse political science professor. He says in the last, you know, we were talking about in the last five years, uh, him talking politics has become a lot more popular, uh, a lot easier to talk about, and kids, students, not kids, students are engaged. Uh, your, your, what you're teaching, if it's if it is in fact stuff like this, taxes. I feel like kids are not, students are not. You you have to do something. I don't know if wear a clown suit or something to get their attention or keep their attention. Well, we're we're competing for the students' attention with you know competing with Netflix and TikTok and all that kind of stuff. Literally uh, so during class. Oh, for Literally sure. during yeah. class, they're on their laptop watching TikTok. I'm sure. Sure, uh, and that, that's okay. I'm okay with competing for their for their attention. And so, yeah, you got to keep it. Um, you got to keep it interesting. You got to keep it relevant. So, believe it or not, I mean, budgeting sounds bureaucratic and boring, but there's a lot of interesting stuff. Uh, and we'll talk about like marijuana taxes, for for example. That's something that students really love to talk about too. Do you have to work in like this affects your rent, guys? This affects like what you're paying in rent, right? This all this stuff we're talking about, property tax assessments going up in Lacrosse. That's is that going to like will it affect uh, people's rent or or? I guess we got to get to the bottom of this. Is our people's property taxes going up or down? Um, and a libertarian guy text, texted in. Uh, you were talking about the city assessor. I think a couple of different people texted in and just said the, the the assessor just, oh, there's a big picture of Governor Evers. Thanks. Um, the assessor doesn't go house to house. It's all a computer program. Um, basically, maybe they do use Zillow. Maybe they just go and, and use whatever, whatever they have on file. So they don't know. Uh, it's not perfect, I guess, but... Um, and they did this at a weird time, right? The Fed has increased interest rates. Uh, so a lot of people like even I even I saw a property for sale. I was like, God, that's a sweet property. I go, my interest rate right now is like like one point nine percent. And I think I think interest rates are like a seven or higher. They might have raised them again since I looked. So I was like, no, nope, I'm not going to do it. Seven percent on a on a house now is ridiculous. You, you don't want to refinance now for sure. So when the city does an, a citywide reevaluation of property property values right as the feds raise are they gonna have to do this again in a year yeah i i think so yeah and because there's going to be a market correction or at least uh values are going to slow down so believe it or not the recent uh reassessment only applies to comparable sales from 2021 now sales in 2022 are slowing because the the economy's slowing and the fed's actions are kind of impacting that market so the this the city should or could reassess at that point. Um, uh, but you can also appeal your assessment and that process can be a little arduous and, and, uh, uh, time consuming, but it, it, and it's not a perfect process, but that is one Avenue in case someone feels like their assessment went up too, too high. All right. How do we, how do we have this conversation? Cause I'm not an expert and then I don't even know how to exactly formulate the questions, but there's like Mayor Mitch was on here a couple of weeks ago talking about taxes actually are going to decrease your ta- your your tax bill or your property tax bill is going to decrease or, or somehow because of a mill rate or a tax levy I don't know which one but oh, okay. <laughs> where do you so, want to start so okay so th- there are these three components right that you were talking about there's the property tax levy that's the big piggy bank where uh, the city collects all property taxes and that goes into like a jar right? okay we should call it that the oh, property tax piggy. L- the piggy bank right, or just, the levy. So that's the levy, right? right? And we call it a levy, and a levy is a thing that stops water from. No, anyway. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's different. Uh, that's New Orleans river walls. Uh, okay, so the property tax levy is that pot of money. Yep. That's determined based on uh, assessed values, and then the property tax rate is uh, multiplied by that. 
I wonder if I can use this Big Mac analogy that uh, I referenced before, but this is kind of how it works. Yeah, you tried to explain to this to me the other day, uh, and you don't look like you eat at McDonald's, but go ahead. I, well, so I love <laughs> it. I love all fast foods. So here's the deal. I, I go to McDonald's. I get a Big Mac. I pay seven fifty for that Big Mac. The state of Wisconsin applies, uh, or there's a sales tax, right, that's applied to it. So out of pocket, that seven fifty burger costs 8 bucks. Now, here's the deal. Let's say McDonald's wants to increase the price of their burger. Well, the government could lower the tax rate so that I'm still paying 8 bucks out of pocket. Well, this is, believe it or not, what the city of La Crosse is doing. Just because prices go up doesn't mean that our out-of-pocket costs are going to increase. They might increase a little bit, but believe it or not, the, the city of La Crosse's mill rate, its property tax rate, was $12.29 per thousand dollars assessed value in 2017, and it's projected to go down to $8.79 next year. So here's the thing. Even though assessments go up, the prices go up, the city of La Crosse and other property taxing jurisdictions, they can lower the rate, the tax rate, and your bill could be in the same kind of wheelhouse. Are they manipulating that tax rate to just kind of even things out? It's would, it, would you call it manipulation or would it, or is it? Well, le- they're setting, yeah. So local governments all across the state, so all eighteen hundred municipal governments in the state of Wisconsin in the seventy-two counties have to set a mill rate every single year. That's determined largely by what the state government allows them to do. So believe it or not, that levy, that piggy bank, right? Mm-hmm. That I was telling you about that levy. The state of Wisconsin places limits on how much the uh, the local government can collect from property taxes. That piggy bank can't grow more than the rate of new construction in that community. Meaning, in the city of La Crosse, uh, the city of La Crosse can only collect one or two percent more than they did the previous year. So they have if price, if values go up, if home values go up, they have to reduce the mill rate. Because there's a cap, there's a state cap. The piggy bank on, is full, essentially. Exactly. The piggy bank's always really full, awesome. right? Is the piggy bank never? Is it? Isn't it always full? There's, yeah, it's always it's always full. How much it can grow is kind of uh, the interesting thing. Now the state puts really strict caps on what local governments can do, and believe it or not, there was a a, a conference here. The Wisconsin League of Municipalities holds an annual conference. The 124th conference was held here in La Crosse. Republican and Democratic mayors from all all over the state of Wisconsin convened and said it is getting harder to provide critical services like police, fire, snow plowing, garbage collection with these caps in place. So it's going to be interesting to see if the legislature, which has a $4 billion surplus because it collects income and sales taxes. $4 billion dating back to like June, I think. Yeah, for, for this. We have of, any, oh, okay. It's a, it's a calendar, like the calendar, the. The two, the two year biennium. Okay. Yeah. So um, it's, uh, it's challenging for local governments. Local governments are kind of under the pinch. Their prices go up. So I'm uh, uh, police officers driving around the city. They have to pay for gas, right? Gas prices have gone up. Well, how is the city going to pay for that when the piggy bank is capped? This is the really tough place that local governments are in, not just in the city of La Crosse, statewide. 
John Cavari is a UW lacrosse associate professor of public administration. He's pushing for all police to be on bicycles. I think is what I think <laughs> is, is what I heard there. Horses. horses. Oh, we're going to horseback. Um, I don't know the price of feed. I think the price of getting the feed to the the stables. We'd have to build a stable, which means the amount of building in the city of lacrosse would increase, and then therefore that piggy bank would increase. And right? we're going to have to have a referendum for that. Absolutely. Yep. <laughs> have a referendum for this. <laughs> For the stables. Where would we put a stable anyway? 608-785-7914 is the talk and text line. So um, does so Mayor Mitch said that they hadn't done this in a while. They haven't. Do you do you pay attention to when? Because I think three years ago we did this similar, but I don't think we did a citywide one. I don't know the ins and outs, kind of the, the particulars. I know, like, for example, in the city of Milwaukee, when I was working there, we reassessed every property in the city of Milwaukee every two years, and we went to every, an every year schedule because during the late 90s or, or, uh, or during the late 90s, early 2000s when I was working there, um, uh, property values were going up, and the city wanted to capture that value, right? So, so there, is a, there is a selfishness there in government to... Uh, Go, oh, yeah, we should probably do this. But when did they keep doing it in 2010, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, when, <laughs> so when values went down and they switched to an annual process, it hurt the property tax levy, right? And so they had to start increasing the mill rate as a result. Is, it, is this a weird way to, to, to get money to fund things in, in the state because um, – because of who is buying houses? I mean, I, I don't see this so much in Wisconsin, but in, in Texas, there are companies just buying up all the real estate and then selling it as or, or, or using it as rental. So they're but they don't they don't really they, they kind of have a blank check to buy up because, they, you know, the billionaire is doing this. So, of course, house values are going to go through the roof because we have these companies buying up all the real estate. There, so there's real estate manipulation and all of that. I will say this. Local governments have to use a property tax. So half of the city of La Crosse's budget comes from the property tax. The state government doesn't allow local governments to use any other revenue source like an income tax or a sales tax. They have to use this thing. And it's complicated, but they do it because property values are a stable revenue source and it's a great revenue source to use to fund basic city services, critical services like snow plowing, garbage collection, police fire service. So there, there are trade-offs. There is no perfect tax. Mm-hmm. Every tax has its pros and its cons. All right, we're going to go to the phones. We're going to introduce you here to uh, Eric from Sparta. Eric, go ahead. You're on with John. Yes, I'm wondering. Are you guys ready for the midterms? Are you ready? Right. For your- so, thanks, Eric. Very relevant question. Uh, that's Eric from Sparta. If it's on his own agenda. Uh, 608-785-7914. All right, we're going to take a break. Scott's comment. Brad doing the news. We'll be back. All right, welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM, 608-785-7914 is the talk and text line. John Cavari is in here. He's the UW Lacrosse professor of public administration. He's a decade into that. Before, he was living in Milwaukee and and working in City Hall in Milwaukee. Uh, You had to get out of there, and and you went to teaching. I feel like people do this the other way. You go to teaching, and then you take the the cushy government job with the pension and all that. Oh, yeah. I I mean, I'm not um, afraid to say that I got a little bit of burnout. I got sick of the politicians, and uh, I don't know. I always wanted to be in the classroom, and uh, that's where I find a lot of meaning and fulfillment and uh, inspiring those minds. Do you try to teach this stuff, what we're talking about today, because – it doesn't seem like a lot of students are learning about, like, you think about, like, high school, like, we, we learned how to write a check, right, or balance a checkbook, which seems just, like, 
We're not. I don't even know. Maybe they are doing that still because I don't know why. But uh, debit cards have changed that a little bit. But um, hey, students, you're you're going to own a house someday. You're going to want to learn how the this works. But are people helpless? I guess are people helpless in what the city is doing right now, or or should we? Should they be like, you know what, this is actually like I need to challenge this. You talk about they could challenge this based on maybe their dilapidated house or something. Yeah, so there's, uh, I mean, budgeting, taxes, not always like at first blush the most engaging kind of material. But I actually think it's fascinating. And, yeah, I do teach this kind of stuff to my students because, um, A, it's a great way to teach them about something that they can bring home to their folks and talk about at Thanksgiving and impress them that, you know, their tuition dollars are being well spent. Um, But it does impact their their rent, right? Um, And at some point in their lives, they're going to have to fight City Hall. All of us are. Can people have a say in how this gets applied, this complex tax that seems not very transparent, that seems a little uh, uh, convoluted, yeah, people can appeal their assessments if they feel like it's out of whack with what the market is. Now, you've mentioned Zillow. Zillow, believe it or not, is not a great resource for comparing uh, prices because Zillow, you need to refine the search. So the, the recent reassessment is only based on 2021 sales. 2022 sales, you can't include that in the assessment. Zillow also includes... Uh, transactions that are not uh, at arm's length, meaning if a parent sells or uh, their uh, a house to their kids, the market value is going to be lower. The assessor can't use that because it's a family transaction. Because it's going to be like a hundred dollars. I'm going to sell my kid my exactly. house for hundred. That's going to throw off an assessment, right? Yeah. So assessors have to use these professional standards, and they can't just kind of pick and choose where they're going. Like the mayor can't just point at a house and say, "Go reassess that house." They have to do this uh, according to state law standards. Otherwise, they, they get in trouble, right? Do you ever talk to the assessor here in the crowd? Is there just a guy? Is he sitting in a big chair in City Hall? I'm the assessor. There, I don't, there must be a bunch of them. There, there's a team. There used to be a separate assessment department, uh, but now it's kind of wrapped into the planning department. We've had to get rid of the department because we can't well, fund the, enough. We can't yeah, fund yeah, enough. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> the very thing that we're using to fund the government is ass- assessing its way out of a job, right? Yeah. And now there's just one guy, and he's got to cover all the city. And, and that would be that would be a really good uh, theory to to explore. But it, yeah, so I've talked to some of these guys. They're really nice. Like they're they're professionals, and they they have to be right. Well, what I was getting at is, the, does this guy go around the city? Well, he's probably did this last in the last year. Maybe and he's just finished his report and gotten his maybe maybe a little before that right like 2021 you were talking about right uh, does he get done with that finishes the report sends out all the things you're getting in the mail right city of the cross residents are getting the mail and then the Fed jacks up the interest rate and then he goes oh bleep I'm gonna have to do this again next year or or maybe he's starting already I feel like he got to wait a little bit this has got to settle down a little bit but. Well, so there there are standards that the city of La Crosse and every property taxing jurisdiction has to follow. They can't tax at more than 100% of market value. That would mean that they were overtaxing. By law, you can't do that. They have to stay in that like 95% range of market value. So yeah. assessed value has to be about 95%. The city of La Crosse was only at like 85% in the last few years. So the assessors had to kind of follow state law. So the state law says that you, you have to reassess every, I think it's five years or something like that, whatever the, the rule is. 
So the assessment team is kind of doing what they normally do, and they do these kind of random assessments. There are some communities that don't reassess uh, except for every 10 years, right? Well, that's against the law in Wisconsin, though, right? Because I think the mayor said every five years they have to do Every five years. But so it's – there are nuances and loopholes to to everything, right? The county has to do something called equalization that makes things even more difficult in terms of – uh, making sure that every community is on the same reassessment schedule so that the county can apply a fair property tax countywide. Okay. So the city of La Crosse is assessing at a different schedule. The, the its own schedule, it seems like. Yeah. On a different schedule. So how does the county set property values and apply a mill rate? Well, they have to do something called equalization. The state takes care of that. So it. it well, you said you said in Milwaukee we're doing it every every year. Every year. Maybe we should just do it. January 1st, get to work. New Year's Day. Uh, Libertarian guy's calling in if you want to throw those headphones on. Yep. Libertarian guy, you got a question? Uh, you got a question for John? I do. Um, I'm going to introduce it this way. So, uh, and I heard you mention the school referendum, so I'm tying it into that. Um, the district, in particular, Aaron Engel, is making a lot of, of hay, so to speak, in regard to claiming that this referendum is only going to cost $8 per $100,000. And, of course, right at the same time he's claiming this, he um, or the city comes along and, and, and raises the assessed value. My home was increased, uh, the assessed value was increased over $106,000. That's a significant change. So, right? No? <laughs> yeah, that's a big change. So I would argue that he is not giving accurate information, Um the the only thing that could change that would be if the school district actually reduces the mill rate. Uh, but given that the property value has been increased, I, I, I think that's a wrong figure. Lastly, and then I'll get to my question, is um, my understanding is that property taxes or the mill rate for the school district would actually go down by about, um, if, if you figure those eight bucks plus what is supposed to go down in terms of reduced taxes, the actual figure is $151, and I've seen that documented. So for the listeners, if this referendum does not pass, our property tax would go down about $151 per 100000 Yeah, and we had, so, we had Mayor it, Mitch on a couple, yeah. either last Monday or two Mondays ago, saying the same thing. Yep. Yeah. So my, my question then is, what are your guest thoughts about about the way the school district is presenting this, and does he think that that the school district would actually reduce the mill rate so that it would not go up as a result of the increased property assessment? All right, thanks for the call. Okay, first of all, we did tax levy, which is the piggy bank thing. Yep. Did we do mill rate? Yes. Did we? I just wasn't listening. See, yeah. that's where I'm reading. I'm <laughs> literally reading libertarian guys' text, and I'm not listening. I told you during the breaks, so you're like, "How do you do all this?" I go, "I don't listen sometimes." But it, it looks like you're controlling the Mars rover. Yeah, me. and I'm not. I'm just trying to read. <laughs> it's just tabs. So many tabs. Yeah, go ahead. Well, so the every local government basically um, can collect revenue from a variety of sources, but they're limited. The vast majority, so the city of La Crosse, for example, collects half of their total budget. They have a $70 million annual budget. Half of that comes from property taxes. A third comes from um, uh, something called shared revenue, intergovernmental revenue. Basically, you pay income and sales taxes to the state. The state gives it back to local governments to help lower property uh, taxes. And then there's user fees and fines. 
the school district actually relies on the what whatever the city gives them. So the, the the school doesn't necessarily have any kind of say, nor does city government have any real say in terms of uh, reassessments, because the school district relies also on school aid from the state. So depending on how much aid the state is going to give to the school district and what the property tax levy is be, it's conceivable that the mill rate will go down. So what what that estimate is, uh, which is, so this is a great question. If, if the referendum is approved, the estimated impact on a property tax bill for a $100,000 home is $8 per $1,000 of assessed value. But it's uh, if it's not approved, then the impact might be even uh, less, like the uh, it's going to go down like $140, $150 right. per $1,000 of assessed value. Now, that's because there's ex- uh, expired debt, right? So basically, think about it like a credit card. If you pay off some credit card debt, your minimum payment every month is going to be is going to be less, yeah. unless you buy something again. Yeah, that and, makes sense. And that's that's what's going on at the, at the school level. What's going to happen to the school district, though, is largely reliant on how much aid is given to the school districts across the strait. I know, I know, you have only have one minute, but oh, yeah. uh, is there? Before we get a good break here, is there a state legislature sitting on? You mentioned it quick, four billion dollars. I mean, do you have like forty seconds on the, the state legislature could solve something here with the four billion dollars they're sitting on? One hundred percent. The 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 state legislature could give all of that money to local governments to reduce their property tax burden. And they've done this in various forms uh, over the past decades. Uh, And so, yeah, they could offer real property tax relief to to homeowners. All right. One more break, and we'll come back with John Kavari. We want to talk about taxing our vices when we come back. going to wrap up here something totally off the wall and but still relevant in society and especially when uh, we're talking about elections and uh, the vote the vote coming up in two weeks not in wisconsin so much but marijuana marijuana taxes and we're not that's not a thing we're doing in wisconsin so it's not really it's not all that plausible to talk about but we do tax other things we tax other would you call them vices john (laughs) So like yeah, beer and, and cigarettes and so yeah, these are called excise taxes, and sometimes they're referred to as sin taxes. So we actually tax here in Wisconsin. We tax cigarettes and tobacco. Uh, we tax alcohol and uh, and beer, right? And so we actually track these over the course of several years. And what's interesting is that no tax is perfect. Every tax has its pros and its cons. And there's a really interesting discussion about, well, what should we do with the beer tax, for example, here in Wisconsin? Because, believe it or not, beer tax collections are going down over the past decade. Now, they slightly went up during the pandemic. I think people were drinking a little more beer during the pandemic. The amount of beer tax we collect went up, right? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, between uh, fiscal year 21 and fiscal year 22. But in the previous decade, we've been drinking less beer overall and collecting less beer taxes as a result. And that's because alcohol collections have been going up. So we've been kind of switching it up. Now, I wonder if you know what the reason is, but I I think the emergence of seltzers. What do you, 
how do you, how do you say it? Seltzers? Seltzers? No idea. White uh, claws. Bubbly beer? White Claws. No, but, yeah, White Claws. Yeah, definitely. Ain't no, ain't no rules when you're drinking White Claws. Okay, so there's a different tax on White Claws than there is on Budweiser? There is. Oh, so, weird. yep. So, believe it or not, the trend has gone down in beer, up in uh, alcohol tax collections. And uh, it kind of revisits the, the idea, well, should we raise the, the tax on beer so that we can kind of collect the same amount of revenue? Uh, this is going to be a, a topic of discussion for the for the state. Now, they've got extra revenue, so my guess is that... Do we have to raise the tax on White Claws? We don't have to do anything. Well, right? here's the but, thing. Okay, so I don't... I don't know who makes White Claws, if it's a Wisconsin company. A lot of... Lot, there's beer companies in Wisconsin, right? Right. Um, are these companies marketing the White Claws as, you know, and we're all being manipulated to drink the White Claws because my friends definitely, we play a lot of volleyball. There's a lot of oh, White okay. Claws being drained. <laughs> are we all being manipulated because they're they're not taxed as much on White Claws? They, or or are, we're not taxed as much, but are the companies also not taxed as there, much? There, there's, there are these loopholes, right? So basically uh, a clear carbonated beverage is considered seltzer but isn't taxed like a beer but these categories are important i'll give you another kind of weird kind of off the wall example this discussion all the time is a hot dog a sandwich and so i I take this to absurd kind of length so i I mean the the kfc double decker which was the what was it It was like like a chicken and a chicken sandwich as chicken with the bun right like something like that yeah the fried chicken was the bun and i forget what was in the middle but is that a sandwich Believe it or not, these kind of uh, categories uh, and how we categorize different commodities is a, a, a area of huge discussion for, for the state and how we should tax. No tax is perfect, and there are pros and cons that come along with it. So it, it kind of goes along with our discussion of property taxes. It, it, property taxes aren't a very popular kind of tax, and yet local governments rely on it because it's a really stable revenue source. Um, how much money would Wisconsin rake in if they just recreational marijuana i mean we're all our neighbors are doing it right like they're doing it i mean are we losing do you know do you is that off top is that something on the out of your wheelhouse i i don't know the the specific numbers on it how other states have actually uh tackled it is that they have used the excess revenue from that marijuana excise tax to reduce property tax levies uh and budgets for uh basically uh, schools and, and local governments to provide their services. So what could the savings actually be? It depends on how much consumption there is in Wisconsin. So, uh, Rick, I don't know, do you have numbers on this, like how much uh, people consume? It's like the Nothing. what's the Delta 8 stuff? I don't know. Like, we'd have to track those numbers. Okay, you you before, before working at UWL the last decade, you worked in the city of Milwaukee? I did, yeah. So, so 20 years you've been doing kind of stuff – like just in general, like how weird is it that the conversation in the last 20 years has shifted from marijuana is bad. Like even when we we're in school, yeah, right? Like sure. don't do, don't do drugs. The, the, we had the little weed marijuana guy walking yeah. with the, remember <laughs> that? The, I think his name was Toke or something like that. Uh, the cartoon. This is your brain. This is your brain on drugs. Right. The, well, that too. Yeah. Egg. Right. Yep. That's, I don't know if that was marijuana, but we've gone from that to how much can the government pillage us on taxes to make, you know, to, to, to fix the roads essentially. Uh, or, or, or like you said, to lower, we're going to use marijuana as a lower property taxes. The, the public opinion on this has changed so much just in the past years that I, uh, 10 years that I've been teaching, I've been querying my students and obviously this is, uh, you know, marijuana policy, not very interesting to students, college students, uh, obviously just kidding, but 
I've been asking them how how many of them would support legalization of marijuana. And uh, 10 years ago, it was more 50-50. Now, today, the overwhelming majority supports legalization. My guess is that um, Wisconsin will move there at some point when the other states are going to start falling like dominoes. When that happens, I'm not sure. But there will be revenue if we tax it accordingly. There will be revenue to come in and... uh, possibly offer property tax relief do you know how this happened in minnesota do you did you hear this no i didn't I, they like I, accidentally the government that accidentally legalized thc edibles it's just like because because it was so confusing amongst the the legislation it was confusing apparently or they just didn't read it after the bill was signed and it was like oh the, the news reports minnesota has just legalized thc all the republicans are like wait what we did we we do because they didn't want it right like and then they're trying to 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 undo, you know, they're trying to go back in time, get the uh, the, the DeLorean out and go back in time. And, and so there we have it. I haven't seen any THC edible uh, markets in La Crescent yet, but I'm thinking, like, God, maybe I should open one because everybody from La Crosse will illegally come over there. Take- there, there, there are these border effects. Yeah, so there's, I think, a tourist economy when uh, stuff like this happens. Uh, I haven't followed what's going on in, in Minnesota uh, I haven't followed what's going on with Delta 8 here in, here in Wisconsin, so I don't know, like, the variety of products. I don't know, Rick. It always made me paranoid. Like, who wants to who wants to mess with that stuff? All right, that's John Cavari. He's a UW lacrosse professor of public administration. Uh, thanks, John, for, for making your debut on Wisdom. Thanks for having me.